Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 125, and we are discussing our winter 2023 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler-free, so no worries if you haven't seen anything on our list. Normally, we do our first impressions episode pretty quickly into the season, maybe about two to three weeks. So that way we've got about two to three episodes um, watched of each of the shows. This one's coming in a little bit late. It's probably the latest we've ever done a first impressions episode. And that's mostly because there were so many great anime for us to review throughout January from the previous fall 2022 season. So our first impressions got pushed back a little bit. But with that said... We still are not totally caught up on all the anime. We are still a little bit behind, so it kind of feels like first impressions. There are a few uh, shows out there that are probably like, I don't know, five, six weeks in, and we've maybe only seen like one, two, maybe three episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm still reeling from how, how overwhelming the fall season was. And so, yeah, I was kind of hoping with the winter season... We could just kind of chill out and, and catch up while still getting to catch all of the new content uh, for winter. But yeah, it's, it's just a never-ending never ending ride with anime. And winter's no different, um, but there, there are spots where I feel like we can kind of slow down. Yeah, it's kind of an aw- not an awkward time for us, I guess, but an interesting time because Right, like fall 2022 was so crazy in terms of all the anime that we had. Plus, it was the middle of the holiday season. And then January hits, we've got the new season, winter 2023. And it's not as heavy hitting as previous season, which we'll talk about a little little bit more in a, a little bit. And I feel like whenever you come off of the holiday season, like high, January and February is always, I don't know, it's just like, the time to take a step back and decompress from all that chaos. Plus, we have um, a lot going on still with preparing for our baby that will be due soon in a, a couple of months. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a, a very, I don't know, like chill, but still really busy time for us. But that's not to say that <laughs> things are going to slow down for us here at Strictly Anime because Attack on Titan recently got announced oh yes and that'll be coming around right at the tail end of the winter season but before we get into that we do have a very special patron shout out we'd love to do because we have a new patron to the strictly fam and that is our patron scrumps hopefully i'm saying that correctly scrumps (laughs) or scrumps Either way, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon and becoming a member of our Patreon Strictly fam. We seriously appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Scrumps, I'll say, for your support. It definitely is keeping us warm in these wintry blues. Scrumps is also a member of our Discord. So thank you so much for being a part of our Discord and being an active member. It's always great chatting with you. And if any of you guys listening would like to support the show as well and get access to things like our bonus episodes, our pre-show, our show schedules to see what's coming up the next month, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly Series. So going back to Attack on Titan, final season, final part, part one of parts one and two. (laughs) I don't know what to call it at this point. Version 3.1. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
We talked a little bit about this, actually extensively about this in our previous episode, episode 124, where we finished our retrospective on Attack on Titan with season three, part two. Um, so yeah, we, we're just going to go with what they call it on Mal, um, which is, I think, the final season, part three. I think that's the cleanest. That's, that's what makes sense to me. So that's what we're going to call it. But that part airs in March, I believe, March 4th for people on the same side of the world as Japan. But uh, maybe March 3rd, I think, for those of us uh, on the same side of the world as the States. So either way, it's it's coming up soon. And we do want to remind everybody that our Attack on Titan special event will return. And that'll be officially March 8th because we're going to follow the same schedule we had the last several times the special event was running, which is putting out our review episodes every Wednesday following that week's AOT episode. And if you're not familiar with what our AOT special event is, it's a um, basically a, a deep dive into the newest season or the newest part of the newest season of Attack on Titan, where we do our in-depth review of that episode, try to understand what happened, try to theorize about what's going to happen next, and it's always a really good discussion. Those episodes for our special event actually are on top of our regular schedule for Strictly Anime. So you'll still see our normal Monday releases on Strictly Anime. But then in addition, every week on Wednesday, you'll get those AOT review episodes. Although it's different this time around because I think the episodes are going to be coming out Friday um, in our hemisphere. Um, So it'll be a couple extra days before you get to hear our review Um, but hopefully that's still fresh in your minds and and still as exciting even if it's a couple more days out and in april in particular because that is when our baby is due there may be some delays in the release for our aot special event we're trying to uh pre-record or tee up a lot of our regular monday episodes on strictly anime but with attack on titan because it's coming out every single week we can't really prep ahead of time so if there is a delay with some of the episodes in april for the aot special event just bear with us Um, know that we are hard at work to watch the episodes and put our reviews together but with a big life change like this it may just be a bit unexpected um, or there may be some some delays by a few days but we will be watching attack on titan with the baby oh yeah (laughs) it's gonna be great (laughs) they're not gonna stop us from participating in this historic anime event (laughs) and while we're on the topic of having a baby i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast since we made the announcement at the end of 2022 so i apologize if i have shared this before but um the other day you were playing our weeb playlist on spotify or your weeb playlist on spotify and the song Fly High by Burnout Syndromes came on. And I told you or I asked you to skip it because it makes me queasy. Is that weird or what? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've heard like pregnant women can't bear to eat certain foods when they're pregnant because they suddenly have an aversion to it. I've never heard of like a music aversion during a pregnancy. Well, okay, I I don't know if it's like a music aversion. I think it's just a strong memory tied to that song and one other song. So a little bit of of backstory behind this to kind of make sense as to why I I feel queasy listening to Fly High. 
On our way home from Crunchyroll Expo back in August, I was watching Haikyuu and Dr. Stone on like, well, at the airport and then on the flight um, heading back. Well, that's also around the time I started to feel queasy because I was in the early stages of my pregnancy. So I was watching these episodes and I also just kind of felt like not super nauseous, but just like uneasy in my stomach. So now every single time I listen to Fly High, which is the OP to the second or third season of Haikyuu, and then Good Morning World, which is the one of the OPs for Dr. Stone season one, I think. Um, whenever I hear those songs, I just start to get like, not like really queasy, but just a little bit of queasiness, a little bit of uncomfortable feelings in my stomach. So maybe that'll subside. Hopefully that'll subside after the baby's here because I do enjoy listening to those songs. Okay, that sounds more in line with how whenever we hear a certain song, it might trigger a specific memory or an experience. Or an emotion. Yeah. But in my case, it just makes it, me want to puke. Yeah, it just makes you <laughs> nauseous, which I don't know if you'll ever get over that, like listening to these songs. And they're good songs, especially because they're burnout syndromes. Well, the, the crazy part is we saw burnout syndromes at Crunchyroll Expo, mm-hmm. and they sang Fly High and Good Morning World. But when I was listening to them live, I felt totally fine. But it wasn't until I heard them again pre-recorded on the flight home where I was like, oh boy, I don't feel good. Well, then you'll have to dissociate those songs from that memory and create it with like a a new memory. I'll try anything (laughs) if it means I can listen to those songs because they're good ones. I mean, I'm not the biggest... Burnout Syndrome's fan in the in the sense of like knowing a lot of their songs. I really just know whatever they've done for anime OPs and EDs, but I enjoy their music. So it's kind of a shame. And after watching them live at Crunchyroll Expo, they're a really interesting band and I'd hate to not be able to appreciate all of what they have to offer. This gets me thinking, and maybe this might be a little graphic for for certain people, but if you were to like put together a playlist for when when you're about to go in labor, like what if listening to those songs makes you feel like you don't want to listen to those songs anymore just because of that experience? Because I know there's there's one song in particular that you always joke that you want to play once the baby is born. Oh my God. <laughs> but I don't know if that's going to make you hate the song. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, we can. Sh- I guess we can share what that, that song is because I just like picture like the baby has arrived and this is like the way we would introduce the baby to the world in this epic manner. And it's departure from Hunter, Hunter. Because why not? You know, it's departure. <laughs> I don't know. I just really love that song. And when I listen to it, I'm like, what an epic way to like enter the world to the song Departure. I'm not actually planning on playing any music or anything like when the babies are you know about to arrive or whatever, but I was just joking around about that. And I, mm. I thought that was, that would be a really funny song to play, especially if the hospital staff are not weebs. They'd probably be like, what the fuck are you playing right now? <laughs> yeah, which makes me think like, you know, if there were other pregnant mothers out there who, who did co- compile a playlist and had anime songs on it while they were in labor like what would those entail (laughs) well i'll report back if fly high and good morning world are easy for me to listen to after the baby is here um and last thing i want to say is i i just want to apologize 
in advance this episode and any episode moving forward um, until April arrives if I sound super winded. (laughs) (laughs) The entire time we've been recording, I have to keep taking breaks to like catch my breath because I cannot breathe. I'm seven months pregnant and I'm like, I can't breathe doing anything, even just sitting here talking about anime stuff. So Carl's going to have a lot of extra um, editing to do because I need to constantly just stop. (laughs) There's been plenty of that the past couple episodes (laughs) because I I don't even know how how many seconds total you've breathed off mic when, when we're recording i feel like it might be closer to an hour now but <laughs> yeah that's just that's just part of part of being pregnant right like you have a shortness of breath yeah well my my lungs are getting squished right now and uh yeah i just i sound winded doing literally anything so it's gonna be so nice um after the baby's here where when i can finally breathe like normal especially being in this role of recording a podcast with you, it's uh, it's kind of important that I can breathe <laughs> and that I can mm-hmm. talk normally. But anyway, thanks for bearing with me, guys, if I do sound like I'm about to pass out the entire time I'm talking through this episode and the next couple of episodes. And you're welcome for editing out those long <laughs> periods of drawn out breath. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about winter 2023 first impressions. A recap on our format. Um, as always, we're going to go through these in sections. We're first going to talk about continuing anime from the previous season, which there are a lot from fall 2022 that we're still watching because they're still ongoing. Then we're going to talk about um, everything from this current season, starting with anything that we've completed, because once in a while that does actually happen, Um, anything that we're currently watching, anything that we've dropped already, and then anything that we haven't started yet, but we're interested in watching, or it's on our list, or it hasn't aired, or what have you. If you'd like to hear our final thoughts on the season after everything's finished airing and everything is concluded, that's exclusive for our patrons. So we did recently post our fall 2022 end of season review, which was a biggie because that season was a biggie. But if you're interested in hearing that, you can head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly Series. So what are your initial thoughts on winter 2023? Because I... As I alluded to earlier, I feel like this is a pretty big shift from what we got at the end of last year. I mean, I think for the most part, I've seen that a lot of series are continuing with new seasons, but most of those are shows that I've not watched. Um, But from my perspective, it's been a bit of a slower season as and as we said earlier that's typically the case for winter i would say that there's at least one or two shows that i think are probably going to be the heavy hitters for this season but everything else at least for me is just going to be chill vibes is that the case and i know that's not the case for you because you've already told me how many anime you're watching this season Well, I'd say it's chill vibes in the sense that the shows that I've picked up happen to, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them happen to be pretty chill. And while my list is really long, I feel like there's maybe only a handful of anime that stack up to the biggies that we got last season. So I'm enjoying winter 2023, 
But I, I, I feel like it, it kind of is that breather that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Like it's just that breather after such a, a crazy way to end last year. And I don't know, maybe for some people that's great because you need to just kind of chill with some really nice, comforting anime. And maybe for other people, it's boring because you're not getting the excitement that you got um, in the previous season. Yeah. And for me, I, I, I try to take it as a time to get caught up on other anime that I've put on hold or was planning to watch from previous seasons or even just like previous years. Uh, but no, there, there's still plenty of worthwhile stuff to watch for this winter season so so let's get into it so we're going to start off with continuing anime from fall 2022 normally we only have like a like one or two on this list this is a really heavy list because so many fall 2022 anime had over 12 13 episodes so these are as always in no particular order i think i usually sort them on mal by like uh, title in alphabetical order, but I have have everything based on the Japanese title, so it's really not alphabetical order in terms of the English titles. Either way, we're going to start with Blue Lock. So Blue Lock is um, still ongoing. I think it has like 24, yeah, 24 episodes. I'm not going to lie. I'm still really behind. I'm only on episode four, but I am enjoying what I'm seeing so far. I've heard amazing things about it. I'm not a huge sports anime person, but I am trying to watch more of it. And I've shared this before that I really enjoy Blue Lock because it strays away from your typical high q esque type of team-based sports anime where everyone's like supporting each other and it's all positive and sunshines and rainbows. This is like everyone is cutthroat, uh, betraying each other, and it's every man for himself. So I've really enjoyed that so far. I won't dive too much more into it because I've talked a lot about Blue Lock at this point. But I promise that I will finish this because I am very much enjoying it. Next up is My Hero Academia Season 6. We did very recently put out our part one review on Strictly Anime, and that was episode 123. So if you're interested in hearing our in-depth thoughts, definitely check that episode out. But I would say My Hero, My Hero's getting good again. I, I'm i enjoying Season 6. Again. Yeah, like it's not the best. I wouldn't say it's back to like, seasons one two and three level good but it's it's trending in the right direction and i'm very happy about that yeah i, I know i said it, it's fun again but I, I think it's also just because the story's gotten really dark and i think that's what also makes it fun but intriguing um, especially with now reeling from the aftermath of what happened in the first part of season six uh granted we haven't even watched any of part two yet or the second core of season six although i've perused twitter and other social media and i've caught glimpses of what's i guess going down in this second core and it seems like midoriya is is a bit of a sad boy and so oh I'm boy kind of <laughs> when is he not crying <laughs> not in that sense but more like he seems very depressed He's being moody? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. And, of course, like the Todoroki family, like they were a central piece of part one of season six. And seeing what their family drama is going to unfold like with the second core, uh, those are the two things that I'm 
most looking forward to uh, for the continuation of season six. And my bad, I forgot to give context at the beginning of uh, My Hero here, but for season six, there are 25 episodes um, and we are at episode 13. So yeah, we we haven't moved on since our part one review, but that's fine because of course we're going to have a part two review when the season ends. So I think it's good for us to watch most of part two closer to when we actually do that review. Next up is Play It Cool, guys, which is a uh, flying under the radar. It's it's not got a lot of people on Mal watching it because I think it's just a small little comfort anime that kind of showed up and, you know, you either heard about it or you didn't. It has 24 episodes. I believe I'm current at 16 episodes. I don't think you're watching this one, right? I only watched one. <laughs> Oh, okay, so you are technically, (laughs) or you did at one point. I am technically still watching Play It Cool Guys. I think it's good so far. The whole reason I picked it up is because my favorite voice actor, Yuichiro Umehara, is playing one of the main characters, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I think it's it's fluff in its purest sense. You've got cute girls doing cute things, and this is just hot guys doing cute things. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I recommend watching Play It Cool Guys. Um, it's, uh, it's a shorter set of episodes. It's 24 in total, but I believe the episodes run about 10 to 11 minutes. So it's a really easy watch, um, easy to digest. And there's no like crazy story behind it. It's just these guys doing quirky things and trying to just keep it cool. In a similar vein, um, we're also watching Eternal Boys, which has 24 episodes. I am not current. I actually put this one on hold for the moment just to kind of thin out my list a little bit, but I left off at episode eight. I know you had talked about this one as well. Did you start this anime? I am four episodes in, but I watched this towards the beginning of the fall season, so I've not caught up at all <laughs> i would say it's good um it's not great that's probably why i was okay with putting it on hold but i do plan to finish it because the story is interesting it's a it's about a bunch of middle-aged men who form a a boy band and they just try to make it in in the music world and this one's i wouldn't call it like fluffy like the previous anime but it's fun it's lighthearted. it's a comedy um so i i've enjoyed what i've seen so far but uh, this one also, I think, is flying under the radar. It has even less people watching it on Mal than Play It Cool Guys. And both series have that 11-minute format for each episode. So they're kind of like bite-sized episodes. Yes. But I think that's probably why people are putting these lower on the priority list, myself included, just because it almost feels like you're watching a commercial <laughs> with these episodes. Next up is To Your Eternity Season 2. We're really bad with this one in terms of uh, staying current. It has 20 episodes the same way that Season 1 had 20 episodes, but we only very recently started it. So we are on Episode 1, or I guess we watched Episode (laughs) 1. Although I did catch this while we were on our trip in Japan. I didn't realize I was watching To Your Eternity, and then when I did, I had to switch to another channel. Um, All I know is that Whatever part I was on, there was a guy that looked like Josuke with a mustache, and I had no context for it. But we, yeah, as you said, we watched season, not season, we watched the first episode of season two. And yeah, I mean, it, I'm intrigued. I was intrigued by 
the first season of To Your Eternity, and that it just felt like this sort of biblical journey uh, for Fushi. And it's definitely a different Fushi that we see this time around in the second season. Um, and I feel like there are s- certain maybe morals or ethics that he has to wrestle with even more in the second season. And some of that is connected with what happened previously and how he has to kind of reconcile with that, even from this very first episode. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're very far behind <laughs> into your eternity. But I think this is one where rather than watching it on a weekly basis, I think we get more out of it if we were to watch it in bulk. We probably mentioned this in our season one review of To Your Eternity, but we are going to review season two um, on Strictly Anime. So I I think with this being a bulk, like a very big bulk review of all 20 episodes, it's probably better for us to kind of wait and watch most of it closer to when the review will actually go out because trying to remember something 20 weeks back could be a little bit of a strain for us. The next one on this list I feel like has been on our continuing list for the past three seasons that we've done first impressions and that's Uncle from Another World aka Isekai Oji-san and it's still on the list. It's still on the list with one episode left to air. We are current. Um, we've seen 12 out of the 13 episodes, but the 13th episode has not premiered yet because the studio had a second delay in the broadcast. And I think that's due to um, COVID reasons. I don't know the details of it, but that's what the studio had said. So who knows when we can finally watch that last episode and just put this one to rest. Yeah, start date for Isekai Oji-san or Uncle from Another World. Mal has it at July 6th, 2022, and it is February 2023. That's that's nuts. And all for just one more episode that has to come out. They're like, this better be a really damn good episode, <laughs> but I, I don't have high hopes for it. I think we mentioned before, like the comedy of Isekai Oji-san is great, it's just that I don't get much out of the story besides the uncle recollecting his experiences in that other world. Next is The Eminence in Shadow, which has 20 episodes. I'm not current. I'm only four episodes in. Uh, I don't know where you're at because I know you did start watching this one. No, I'm only at two episodes, and that was where we were. <laughs> I think in the fall impressions video, that's where I had ended up just those two episodes i'm holding on to this one because i know that one of our discord users uh, classy ulysses uh, is quite a fan of the show and if they have high hopes for it then i wanted to stick with it (laughs) i'm the same way technically i did put this one on hold just to again thin out my watch list a little bit for this season but i do fully intend to finish it i think it's just the, the humor wasn't quite clicking with me. The subtle humor. Because it is very much like subtle humor if you're into that kind of thing, which 
for the most part I am, but it just wasn't clicking with me when it was airing or when I when it first started airing last season. So I figured I need to be in the right like mind space to watch this and fully appreciate it. So I'm going to pick this one up um, again pretty soon and uh, try to make my way through it. I don't know how many episodes there um, they have left, but I imagine it's going to wrap up pretty soon here if it only has 20 episodes. And last on the continuing list is Udusei Yatsuda. So this has 23 episodes. I am on episode 15, so I think I may be like one or two episodes behind, but I've been enjoying it. I've been watching it pretty regularly, trying trying to catch up, you know, one episode per week. And I think it's, um, well, I, it's hard for me to say it's a great adaptation of this classic manga because I haven't read the manga and I never saw the earlier adaptation or the original but I'm enjoying it. I love Lum. I think she's so cute. The voice actress is fantastic for her. And it's nice to finally understand what Urusei Yatsura is all about. You're making me more inclined to watching this show because you wanted me to put the OP and ED from the first half on the playlist, on the Spotify playlist. They're so good. They're addicting. I just, I love how like bubblegum poppy these sound maybe that's not the right term for it i don't know my music terms but i think that the op and ed are great the second set are okay um they don't hit uh, the same way that the first set do but i am still enjoying the music plus i think the op is by the same band that did the domestic girlfriend op i think I so yeah that which right is, away her voice they don't <laughs> her voice sounds the same but the music does not sound the same at all. Bam, I'll consider picking up Urusei Yatsura. We'll see. Next category is anime from this current season that has completed and that we've completed. And we do have one this time. I know it's a rare occasion when we've actually completed a show in a season. And that's The Way of the House Husband Season 2. It has five episodes, so it's really easy to watch. And uh, we finished it, I think... Within a day or two? Yeah, I think almost a couple of days after it premiered, which it premiered on New Year's Day. But yeah, it's New Year, same Tatsu. There's not much more you can say about this show. Um, I think I had, for some reason, I had expectations that they would take the animation in a new direction, but it's still JC staff doing this sort of Microsoft PowerPoint <laughs> uh, slideshow for Way of the House Husband, which I think I talked about this on a previous episode that um, this was just a way to appease the mangaka because he didn't want this or he didn't want his work to be adapted into anime. So this was kind of like um, a compromise. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's better to experience this story as a manga instead of as an anime but I, I'm always immediately hooked by it because Kenjiro Suda, of course, voices Tatsu, and I can never get enough of his voice. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't experience it in anime format, you miss out on his performance. My quick two cents about season two of The Way of the House Husband, if you followed along um, on our Way of the House Husband journey, I guess you could call it, uh, I've found the show to be mid, like okay, mid, I don't know, somewhere in that range. And I kind of just feel like season two, without any spoilers, isn't as funny as season one. Or maybe I'm just over mm -hmm. the same like joke format. Uh, so I, I found season two, at least these first five episodes, to be a little 
lackluster in comparison to what we got in the first season. But that's just me. Actually, I think I found this season interesting because on our flight home from Japan, you know, like you know, they offer in-flight entertainment, and one of the movies they had was the Way of the House Husband live action, and I think this is supposed to be a sort of sequel or a series finale to the live action that they had for this show. And a lot of the plot line from that movie seemed to be derived from this part of the manga that was adapted into the anime. So in my head, it was kind of interesting comparing and contrasting what the movie took from this part. And yeah, they, they mashed it up in a very strange way so that it had more of a plot in the movie. Whereas here, it's just like these daily life experiences for Tatsu. Um, so I think for me, I enjoyed the season two a little bit more. But yeah, other than that, it's it's that same formula of people misunderstanding this former Yakuza who is now a house husband. Moving on to the big category, and that's anime from this current season that we are currently watching. First on the list is Junji Ito Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre. Is that, is that how you say that word? Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it should Going be on the macabre. It should be Japanese Tales of the Mid because honestly, I was not impressed with the first episode. So there's 12 episodes. It did drop in bulk on Netflix, but we are only one episode in. And yeah, I was not impressed. I kind of had a feeling, or I had an uh, a hint, I guess, that this was a or is, I don't know, is was a mid-adaptation for Junji Ito's work because I saw a lot of tweets and articles about it being mid, but I tried to go in, you know, with, with my own view on it, and I have to say, it was pretty mid, just one episode in. I We have 11 episodes to go. Maybe it'll get better, but I, yeah, I just wasn't impressed. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I only watched that episode, that first episode, like you did, and... Maybe it's just because, I mean, yes, the, the animation for it wasn't spectacular. And maybe the story that they started off with just wasn't great. Like, I, I've never read any of Junji Ito's works, but, like, I know that he's a very renowned manga mangaka. And I think from that I was expecting a little bit more out of this series. But, yeah, the first episode or the first story just didn't get me hooked. Um, so I'm expecting more unique stories out of this anthology. But I think this is almost similar with Way of the House Husband, where maybe it's better to enjoy or experience these stories in the original format of his manga instead of in this anime form. Because I feel like you lose a lot of nuance by trying to animate something like that. Yeah, it's interesting because I'd almost like maybe disagree in general like to a slight degree that sometimes you could actually get more from an anime adaptation that you just can't get from a manga with still panels or still images but I think in in to your point with Junji Ito's work there's probably a way he portrays his story through those still images that hits different than watching it in anime format especially because the animation is just not great like I don't want to call it bad but I was watching it. And I'm like, this looks really stilted. It looks very 
I don't know, janky, I guess. It was Studio Dean who helmed this adaptation of his stories. Uh, they did Konosuba. Konosuba's nice. You know, that, that looks nice. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> what happened there? Uh, Sakamoto, <laughs> which I think you watched. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. That one looked pretty good. Um, the Is this the original Fruits Basket? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch that one. I, I can't comment on the animation. I'm sure it was mm. the type of animation you get from, from that time period. Yeah, I guess it's more of you bang for your buck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the anime High Card. Yet another one that I picked up because Umehara is voicing one of the main characters. It ha- or it will have 12 episodes. I believe I'm current um, at like four or five episodes in. And so far, it's pretty good. The animation style is a little bit different than what I've seen lately. So I think that's a, a huge plus. Um, I would say, though, that some of the animation does get a little bit stilted. It's not horrible, but it does kind of pop out at you at times. But overall, I think the story has been pretty unique. Like at the at the basis of it, it's probably not the most unique thing. But um, the fact that these people, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but the premise is that these people in this organization um, and even outside of this organization have uh, these cards, playing cards, and each one is tied to a unique ability and you get the ability by having possession of the card. So it's not like it's a permanent ability to an individual. You can take or steal or borrow the card and then be able to use the, that ability um, as well. So it's it's fun. It has kind of like maybe not espionage, but like, oh, man, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not like the like casino heist movies, is it? So it has that vibe, but it's not about a heist. <laughs> At least I don't think it is yet. Mm. It's still kind of early on, but I don't think it's it's like that. But if you like that kind of vibe, like I'm guessing like an Ocean's Eleven vibe or whatever. Not that I've ever seen that movie. But I, I, that that's kind of what you'd get with High Card. So I enjoy the music. I love the aesthetics. I love the outfits and the character designs. So I'm enjoying it so far. Is it amazing? No, I'd say it's probably in the road of like, or the realm of like a 7, 7.5 anime again, judging it this early on. But uh, so far, I think it's um, worth the watch if anyone's interested in picking it up. Looks like Daisuke Ono is also in this anime. He is. He is. Wow. Another great voice actor. The next anime is The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, which I'm not watching, but you are. Yes, and I am two episodes in... Um, I think this is just a wholesome rom-com for winter. Uh, I I know I've been wary about choosing the rom-com that I want to watch. Um, this one, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, this does not look that interesting. <laughs> but then I decided to pick it up anyway. Is and... it lewd at all? Because no. the, the title makes me feel like it's going to have some lewd elements, but it sounds like there's none. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's very wholesome. It's just about this very nonchalant boy who uh, crosses paths with a popular girl at school. So typical rom-com bullshit. <laughs> uh, that seems but, to be a very common formula, like mm-hmm. unpopular boy um, and like the most popular girl in school, Comey. 
Yeah. Uh, Modding. Modding, yeah. You can, mm-hmm. you can name a shitload. <laughs> yeah, so it's just that formula and adding its own spice to it. But the boy does this girl a favor, and now she feels like she has to return the favor. But the way she does is it's almost as if he, she is kind of spoiling him. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean... I think there's something underlying about, like, the reasons that she is doing these favors for him. Um, Because something happens, I guess, at the very beginning of the episode. You you see her for the first time, and you wonder what her backstory is. And she drops some hints along the way as to why she has to excel at school. So I'm wondering if there's a very sinister reason for it. Or a very, very, very emotional reason. Other than that, I'm sure these two are gonna end up like fucking each other by the end or whatever. <laughs> um, You'd so. hope, but I don't know. There's a lot of rom coms out there where they never actually become canon, and it's yeah, frustrating. That's true. So yeah, it's if if you want some wholesome shit for the winter season, I think this show is definitely for you. This is one that I've been like debating adding to my list. So let me know if you think it's worth it, if you think it'd be up my alley. I do enjoy a nice fluffy romance anime, but only if the chemistry between the two love interests is believable. I will say it's very muted compared to the relationship dynamics between like Marin and Gojo or or even Komi and Tadano. Um, it's, it's not as muted as like the Aharen. And was it Raido? That like, okay. <laughs> it, yeah, this show is not that boring. So I'll, I'll give it that. But yes, I will report back and let you know how I feel. Okay. <laughs> well, on the total opposite end of the romance spectrum is Don't Toy With Me, Nagatoro Season 2. Oh, boy. You've never seen this. It was my guilty pleasure uh, when Season 1 came out. And I'm excited that Season 2 is here. I did read ahead in the manga because I enjoyed season one that much and I needed to watch more of the, um, uh, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but basically it goes from kind of like adventure of the week format in season one to more of a, it's uh, starting an overarching story. And so I wanted to see where that story was going. And so I did read ahead in the manga. So I'm pretty sure I've read everything that's going to happen in season two, although I did put the manga on hold, so I'm not caught up on that. But it's got 12 episodes. I'm two episodes in. And so far, I think it's it's pretty good. Um, it's the same Nagatoro stuff. Um, they're just kind of jumping back into that overarching story. And uh, we'll see how things pan out. It's weird when I have these rare occasions where I've, I've read the manga and I kind of know what to expect because I'm kind of like both excited but not excited because I, again, like I know what's going to happen. So I'm like not excited to see what's going to happen, but I'm excited to relive all these great moments from the manga in anime form with color and voice acting and music and motion. So uh, yeah, I think it's a solid start to the second season and I'm hoping they keep this up. Continuing on with this romance anime trend, the next anime on our list is The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague. Are you watching this one? No. I think this one I was going to wait and see what you thought of it before I contemplate watching it. I like it so far. I don't think you're going to like it. Why is that? 
because it is very wholesome and very fluffy okay, and no. very slice of life. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it is, Angel spoils me rotten is enough for me. Yeah, it's it's probably in the same vein as that. Um, it's It's an interesting premise, and I hope they do more with this interesting premise because the idea is that, like, they're in society are regular humans and then like people who are born of like deities or have unique abilities but it's not like they're treated special everyone's just kind of living life in society and they just kind of deal with you know if they have special abilities they just kind of deal with that and that's why it's called the ice guy because he's got ice abilities and those abilities come out when he displays too much emotion so it's fun, it's quirky, it's interesting seeing him deal with that and his crush on his cool female colleague, which they establish immediately in episode one, so it's really not a spoiler. Uh, oh, but for context, again, 12 episodes. If I didn't mention that already, um, I'm three episodes in. And yeah, I think it's going to be fun. The animation's really cute, the voice acting's really good, and it is truly a fluffy, wholesome romance. Oh, so they're office workers. Yeah, and in my mind, that's like the best part. It's not set in a high school. Hmm. This is a a workplace anime. So for me anyway, it's a little more relatable. Okay, because I had started watching, what the hell is that show about the office romance? Oh, Wotakoi. Yeah. Love is Hard for Otaku? Yeah, but then I, I put it on hold because- Oh my I, God, what? <laughs> had, we had seasonals to catch up. Oh, on. okay, that's fair. Um, Wotakoi is, is so good. Is it similar to- to Wotakoi in in concept? No. Wotakoi oh. is very much a, a rom-com, like heavy on the comedy. Oh, this is just heavy on wholesome. Yeah. Okay, then no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more romance anime on this list. Um, the next one is... Maybe because it's Valent- <laughs> the, the season of Valentine. Yeah, right? I, I guess we could say it's that. <laughs> but the next one is Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible. Uh, I am not current. I am one episode in, and there's twelve episodes total. However, I, I might heard be some wrong. Stuff about this. Yeah, I think this one's on hold because of production issues. I don't know if it's similar to what's going on with Uncle from Another World or what. But I maybe I'm not that far behind if there's a delay. Yeah, I just pulled up an article on Google that says Kubo won't let me be invisible. Delays past episode six and beyond due to COVID. The si- the first six episodes will re-air until the show returns. Damn. So, okay. Kind of like <laughs> an Isekai Ojisan situation. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess I'll take my time then if I only have six episodes to watch for a little while. But yeah, it, this is um this is wholesome. This is uh, fluffy. It's probably a little more comedy based than the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. But uh, Kuba Won't Let Me Be Invisible has elements of a fluffy romance, but also some like innocent teasing, I guess, kind of in the realm of teasing master Takagi-san. So yeah, it's it's different. It's not just purely wholesome romance. There's a little bit of like the wholesome teasing too. <laughs> so that's all I can really say about it at this point, having only watched one episode. I'm interested. I'm, I'm sure I'll finish this one whenever it ends airing and i don't know if you would like it because i don't think it's uh an interesting enough or different enough romance for you to want to pick it up yeah i will definitely let kubo be invisible so (laughs) 
Well, next on the list is finally not a romance anime. Or maybe it is. I don't know. It's Buddy Daddies. Why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about Buddy Daddies? <laughs> I feel like Buddy Daddies is, you know, if you're watching a streaming service and there's a like a recommendation that comes up. And if that recommendation says, because you watched Spy Family, you might enjoy. And then it brings up Buddy Daddies. But honestly, I, I've been having a lot of fun with this show. It's an original work. Um, who's this? It's by PA Works. Uh, and th- guess what their previous original work was? Uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Oh, no, that's not original. That was from a manga, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was a- Akiba Maywood War. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just jumping into another original that I am I'm not in love with like I was with Akiba Maid War, but I am definitely enjoying. Premise is that it's two male roommates who are also paired up as hitmen and they inadvertently i guess adopt uh, uh one of the daughters that was kind of involved in one of their hits and just how that kind of turns their world upside down and granted the the daughter's voice i'm pretty sure it, it's voiced by an adult say you and it's it's a little too shrill for my liking but the character itself the daughter is is very endearing and you just get to see these two she calls them her papas these these two quote-unquote fathers open up to her and learn to take care of her i just wish that we would see a little bit more of the the hitmen aspect of their daily lives which i feel like is going to ramp up pretty soon but from the episodes that I've watched, it's more of them just trying to figure out how to care for this kid, how to sign them up for daycare, and just seeing the the clash in personalities. Um, I think the the more hot-headed one of the duo is Kazuki, and um, Ray is the more calm, cynical, kind of collected hitman. Uh, and I think he's voiced by the same guy who does Shigaraki. Uh, so yeah, very interesting. Shigaraki from My Hero. Yes, Shigaraki right. from My Hero. So very interesting dynamic between the two. Uh, but I just am looking forward to the uh, the action comedy of this anime. Quick question, because I, I did bring up Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. How does it compare to that? Because Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting was very wholesome, but had like some... Uh, dark drama moments peppered in. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's as wholesome as Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. This one feels just more more goofy. Um, I mean, there are elements of it where we learn a little bit about each of the hitmen's backstory that I'm sure is going to be explored later. But yeah, I think for now it's just getting to witness the hijinks as they balance their assassination contracts with you know like picking this kid up from daycare or making sure someone's at home to watch her so okay keep me posted i do also want to pick this one up i just haven't committed yet like the angel next door spoils me rotten i've got a pretty long list and uh, i want to make sure if i pick something up it's worth watching so you'll have to let me know how things progress next up is inspector season 
two. This is going to have 12 episodes. I think I'm current at four episodes, but uh, I kind of cheated a little bit here because we got to watch the first two episodes early at Crunchyroll Expo. So I've only... Well, you did. I, I fell asleep. Yeah, you took a nap because you <laughs> never watched season one, so you didn't know what was going on. Um, but yeah, I, I've caught up on the next two episodes that, that came out after that. And I'd say so far, season two is panning out better than season one. I still enjoyed season one, but I gave it like, I don't know, was it like a six maybe, something like that? Because I I just felt like it was extremely exposition heavy in the last half. And it's, it's an exposition heavy show in general, so I can't entirely fault it. But it was like, too much it was just too much in season one and season two i think is so so far striking a better balance between like a lot of fucking talking but like keeping the viewers interest and, and keeping their engagement level high you did do a review on the first season of inspector didn't you oh my god yes i did in the very <laughs> early days of strictly anime i did one of the rare uh, solo episodes that we have and um, if you venture that far back just know the mic is probably shitty <laughs> I probably sound shitty but uh, we were we were still new to the podcasting game at that time if you're interested oh it's, god <laughs> it's episode eight of Strictly oh, Anime oh it's so early holy and shit <laughs> I feel like this is probably the shortest episode we've ever done or that you've ever done because it was only 19 minutes it was only 19 minutes? No fucking way. What? Mm, maybe you just didn't have a lot to say about Inspector Season 1. We clearly were not in our groove yet because now our episodes span from like one to two hours. So that was uh, that was early days. Early days. Next on the list is another sequel. It's The Misfit of Demon King Academy Season 2. Uh, there was a voice actor change for Anos Voldigold and Voldigold. I always say gold, but it's gold. Um, I I promise this is not the reason I started watching Misfit of Demon King Academy. Yeah, okay. It just so happens that they uh, they replaced the original voice actor for Anos with Yuichiro Umehara, my favorite. So that was a huge bonus for me going into season two. And I think he's a great fit for Anos. It is weird having a voice actor change. Um, it's, it's like you have to rewire your brain when you've committed to a voice or like a look for a particular character, but it's not too hard for me if Umehara's doing it. I don't know if there's a confirmation on how many episodes there will be. I'm only one episode in, um, so I'm a bit behind, but I would say it's more of Misfit. It's more of the same. Uh, it picks up right where the last season left off, which is always a huge bonus. So we'll see where the story continues. Next anime is Near Automata. Version 1.1a, which is the anime adaptation for the very popular video game, Nier. Uh, I don't know how many episodes are going. there's going to be. It hasn't been confirmed yet. I'm only one episode in. But I think this is the other show this season that's delayed in its production. And I don't oh, know if really? that's also due to COVID or what's going on. But I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm reading here, it's like episode four onward postponed with no return date announced is what I saw in Mal. Oh, yeah. I just pulled up the Wikipedia article for the anime. Um, 
it is on a hiatus following episodes four and beyond due to COVID. So I guess I'll catch up to episode four and then maybe put it on hold until they announce something for it. For full context, I've never played Nier. Um, I've always wanted to, but just never got around to picking up the game um, or games. Is it multiple games in the Nier franchise? I think so. Well, either way, I I know about 2B because I know that she's got a pretty major fan base behind her and a lot of that fan base likes to, I don't know, lewd her out. (laughs) So that's, uh, that's something I've come across on Twitter and whatnot. So I'm like vaguely familiar with her character and I figured this would be an interesting way to get familiar with the near franchise or the near story, but uh, it looks like I'm going to have to wait on that. Episode one was gorgeous 2D animation because it does come from A1 Pictures, Mm. but then the CG looked really fucking bad. I'm not going to lie. It looked really bad, which is strange because didn't A1 animate 86? Yeah, I thought the CG was blended really well in that. Yeah, I would say of of all the CG I've seen recently and or in recent years, 86 had some of the best CG and it it gave me hope for the future of CG as someone who can be pretty anti-CG, but then A1 comes out with this shit and I'm like, "Oh my god. <laughs> Episode 1 just looks bad from the CG front. You go from these absolutely stunning 2D sequences to like a a millisecond of this disgusting (laughs) sorry i'm being really harsh but it was really rough like this really bad cg and it just breaks the immersion immediately so i'm hoping moving forward um the cg will be a little bit better but at least the 2d is is worth the watch and this has a pretty stacked voice cast you have uh daisuke namikawa who's the voice of hisoka from hunter hunter uh, Natsuki Hane, who's the voice of Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. And then I didn't realize Yui Ishikawa, the voice for Mikasa in Attack on Titan, is the voice of, was it 2B? Yes. I love her. I, I might pick up this show. I think it's worth it because then you'll know what Nier's about. That's, that's a big reason I'm watching it so we can watch it together. All right, well, speaking of CG, the next anime on this list is Trigun Stampede, which I am not watching, but you are giving it a shot. You're giving it a chance. Yes, I am swallowing my pride and watching this show. Uh, I was really excited when I heard that they were going to do a a remake for Trigun. I think they announced it last year around the time of Anime Expo. And then I found out it was CG and I was very disappointed. Well, not only that, <laughs> but then they showed us some of the character models, and everyone looks like fuckboys. Yes, this is Vash the Stampede and Nicholas D. Wolfwood in fuckboy form. And even the OP, I like the OP, but it sounds like something the kid Leroy would perform. I thought it was when you put it on the <laughs> Spotify play- playlist. I was like, what is this? And when you told me it was the OP for Trigun, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is no <laughs> HT, okay? HT is one of the most iconic anime openings from that era. Yeah. And it like it was so in your face and it just it just screamed like high octane action, which is what you get in the original Trigun. And I'm not like a, a big Trigun fan. But I enjoyed that show, save for like all of the campy humor and stuff. And so, like, my hope was with Trigun Stampede, like, it would just kind of 
take that all to the side and just present the story in a way that feels not just modern, but also for it to feel classic in a way. And I'm not really getting that vibe with this this version of the Trigun story. I feel like it is kind of rehashing what was already seen in the original anime. And I don't know if they're just trying to take things from the original manga and adapting it into anime form that they couldn't with the original 90s anime. Uh, but I feel like Story-wise, we know too much about Vash the Stampede, where I like the mystery of learning about why he has this. It's not the $60 billion double double dollars. Dollars bounty on his head. I think here it's like $6 million double dollars. That's so different. What the heck? <laughs> oh, maybe. $60 billion double yeah. dollars sounds way more aggressive than $6 million double dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, inflation in the, the new world. Uh, but yeah, like we learned too much about Vash from the get-go. And maybe that's just because that's, that's a format of storytelling that we're more familiar with um, in the modern age. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed it leading up to that in the original anime here it's kind of like we're, we're still being spoon-fed stuff about him but um i like the reveal more towards the end but you know like, like as i said I, I swallowed my pride and just decided to give the show a watch it's it's just decent that, that's all i'll say and i can forgive the cgi because it's it's still kind of clean it's by studio orange who did um b stars on netflix and so you're still getting a quality animation product, but yeah, there's something that's magical about watching 2D animation. Um, whereas with CG animation, things can kind of look a little robotic. But yeah, I'll report back whenever this this series wraps up. There's still uh, the number of episodes is still up in the air. I think it's. I feel like the story's wrapping up pretty fast if I'm comparing it to the story of the original anime. Uh, but I guess a, a silver lining to this show is that for the dub, they actually invited Johnny Young Bosch back to voice Fast of the Stampede. Because I think that it was like his breakout voice acting role originally. Yeah, and I've only seen Trigun dubbed, and Johnny Young Bosch just makes that anime so much more special. Yeah, and so it was nice that they... Invited him back because I can't voice. I, I can't hear anyone else voicing voicing Vash the Stampede. I think I'm gonna wait for your final thoughts on Trigun Stampede before deciding if I pick it up. It's probably unlikely that I'm going to watch Trigun Stampede, and it's not like a. I, I don't know. Maybe I, sometimes I, I seem like I'm a purist or whatever or an elitist when these remakes come out. And I'm like, no, it's not the original. I don't want to watch it. It's more so that the original was so meaningful to me that I'm, I don't want to be like disappointed by a remake. But that's not to say I don't trust remakes or don't like them. I mean, look how fantastic Hunter Hunter 2011 turned out or Fruits Basket, um, that remake, how, how amazing that turned out. Granted, I didn't watch the original anime adaptations for those, but uh, it's it's not to say that I'm distrusting of everything. It's just, I don't know, this is such a deviation from the Trigun I know and love that I'm a little hesitant to dive right in. I'm approaching this the way that I approached the Cowboy Bebop live action. I acknowledge that it exists, but I'm not going to 
let that hinder me from the enjoyment and the love that I have for the original anime series. So that's going to be my case with Trigun Stampede. The original Trigun is still there, and I still have all of my enjoyment and love for that series, and this is not going to affect me in any way. Next on the list is Spy Classroom. I am not current. I'm only one episode in. It has or will have a total of 12 episodes. And like many other on the list, I picked this one up because Yuichiro Umehara is voicing one of the main characters. And it's okay. It's okay one episode in. I get the premise. I think it's it's probably like cute girls doing cool things. Um, at least is what they're, they're going for. But overall, I'd say it's it's just okay so far. Um, I will continue watching it and see how it all pans out. But I don't have super high hopes that this is going to blow me away this season. This isn't... I'm thinking Assassination Classroom. Is this an original or is it based off of a manga? This is... I'm looking here. Based off of a light novel. And interesting mm. that you mentioned Assassination Classroom because I did start that anime as well, though it's currently on hold. Uh, the premise is very similar where you have this teacher um, of this group of students where the students have to try and kill the teacher um, or like overcome the teacher or, you know, be better than the teacher. So the titles line up very nicely in that way. I, I don't think Spy Classroom is going to be as intense or as dramatic as Assassination Classroom, but they do share that similarity. Next up, we have Tokyo Revengers Christmas Showdown. We are not current on this one. It's slated to have 13 episodes. We're only one episode in, but that's intentional because as we shared in our Tokyo Revengers Season 1 review, we do plan to do a review of Season 2. But the way our schedule pans out, it's probably not going to come out super timely. It might be a couple weeks after the show concludes. So this is one where I think we're going to take our time with it and watch the bulk of it closer to when we actually review it. What a travesty that they didn't let this coincide with Christmas. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Christmas showdown and it's happening in, in February. <laughs> Close enough, I guess. I would say uh, season one, episode one of Christmas Showdown was good, but the animation went from like really great to kind of mid. And now I'm nervous that the animation's not going to improve over the kind of dodgy animation we got in season one. The characters moved a lot weirder in this one too. Almost like it was half CGI or some sort of weird rotoscoping. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the animation. Maybe It's still Leiden Films that's doing uh, Tokyo Revengers, though. Yeah, maybe Tokyo Revengers is just cursed with having weird animation because there were some pretty weird animated parts in season one. But we'll find out as we progress through Tokyo Revengers. So keep an eye out for a review down the road. Next up, we have yet another rom-com, and that's Tomo-chan is a Girl, slated at 13 episodes. I am somewhat current, I believe, at five episodes in, and I really like it. I think this might be my favorite thing. Well, one of my favorite things that I'm watching this season. The premise behind Tomo-chan is a Girl is that the guy that she likes, which is her childhood friend, doesn't see her as a girl because she's very tomboyish um, and they grew up, you know, kind of very buddy-buddy and she wants to 
I guess, escalate their friendship into something more romantic, but she's too shy to do so. So antics ensue. And I just really like it. I think the best part about Tomo-chan so far is that they focus heavily on their relationship between the, the relationship between Tomo and June. And there's like other side stories going on, but they're very, they're kept, kept to a minimum. Um, and they're not always the focus of the episode. They just kind of happen and they move back to, you know, Tomo and June. And I just appreciate that because when you only have 13 episodes to develop a relationship or to develop a romance, I just want to watch the romance. That's why I'm here. I don't know why I keep getting, um, what was that movie with Amanda Bynes? She's the man. Yeah, but I, I don't think that that's this that movie has the same premise as this one. But maybe it's just the, the character, uh, Tomo Chan, just reminds me of the main character in in appearance from that movie. Because she's the man. Oh my god, I haven't seen that in so long. The idea or the premise of that was that she was trying to hide the fact that she was a girl, not yeah. get the guy to realize that she's a girl. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. They they share similarities, even though they are kind of backwards in their premise. But I, I'd recommend this one. I know that you've been asking me about it. I don't know if it's still on your radar, but I would say of the romance anime I'm diving into this season, this one is on top. No, I've, I've added this to my plan to watch list. Um, I might pick it up towards the tail end of the winter season. Um, but yeah, if, if I feel like... Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. It's just too wholesome for me. I might switch over <laughs> to Tomo-chan. Next is Tsurune, The Linking Shot, which is season two of Tsurune. And that is the archery anime from Kyoto Animation. I'm only one episode in, but it is slated for 13 episodes. And it's good. It's more of the same. It's more Tsurune. They're um, you know, preparing for their next competition because it is set in high school with the uh, the archery club. And I just enjoy it because it's calm, it's wholesome, and it's about archery, which I have um, an affinity for. So yeah, I don't know what else to say about it at this point, only one episode in, but I think it's turning out, uh, it's starting off really good. So if you enjoyed season one, you'll probably like season two. And last but certainly not least on the currently watching list is Vinland Saga Season 2. A.K.A. Farmland Saga. Here we go. I don't know what the fuck that means. I've heard it a million times from <laughs> manga readers. They're like, holy shit, the farming arc or the farmland arc or whatever is is like fucking amazing. Let's go farming. And I'm like, why is farming so exciting? I'll never understand but I'm starting to. It's slated for 24 episodes. I think we're current at four episodes in, and I cannot fucking wait for this show to air every fucking week. It is so good. I don't understand why season two is starting off so fucking good, because not much has really happened. I mean, it's a drastic change in tone from the first season, which, you know, Vinland Saga is all about, like, the, like Viking history and you have Torfin who's kind of stuck in the middle of it. Uh, but he's, he's sort of a, a changed man in season two and just learning how he has to kind of adapt to that change while also reconciling with his past through the eyes of Einar, 
what is his name? Anar. Yeah, which you, you <laughs> joked the way that yeah. the Japanese dub pronounces his name. I can't unhear the word anal when they say <laughs> Anar because it's spelled E-I-N-A-R. But with their pronunciation in Japanese, it sounds like they're saying anal. And I'm sorry, I just can't stop hearing that. And I don't think I'm going to be able to stop hearing that. And <laughs> as amazing as Japanese du- or Japanese sub or whatever as that is, that is like one of the downsides of watching something in Japanese is that the pronunciation could turn out to be like this. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think with the story kind of almost doing two perspectives where it's one of Torfin's and then one of Anar's and his his views on Torfin, it's gonna I think it's gonna be an interesting journey of how Torfin has to reckon with his inner and his past demons and maybe we'll we'll learn about farming along the way i don't fucking know (laughs) but yeah i think vinland saga season two is definitely a must watch for this season especially since it changed from which studio to mappa so mappa just has more on its plate now like slow the fuck down mappa damn save some anime for the rest of us yeah although i think it's still like the same production team that's working on this one yeah the series retained its main production staff from the previous season it's weird though because if you remember from vinland saga season one the opening of that had like that motorcycle those motorcycles riding in and then on the back of their jackets i think it said which studio or maybe on the back of their bike i don't remember and then here for season two you see the same opening, but this time it says Mappa on their back. Maybe it's a signal or signify the same studio or production staff, Probably, but just under yeah. a different studio name. That would make more sense. Because this would be like if uh, you see the 20th Century Fox opening of a movie, but then it says DreamWorks Pictures. <laughs> yeah, it kind of threw all of us off. I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Can't wait to keep watching Vinland Saga. We did a review on season one. We're definitely going to do a review on season two. And if this keeps up, it could be the best thing coming out of this season. It's, again, nothing has really happened four episodes in, but I am completely engulfed in this story. Mm -hmm. Same here. Moving on to the next category. That's the anime currently airing that we've dropped already. And we actually, well, I actually have one for this oh, season. Do. I, I haven't dropped anything so far. Oh, boy. Let me tell you all about my life as Inukai-san's oh, dog. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to pick this one up. I mean, you can, <laughs> but I dropped it real fast. So this is an anime that's slated for 12 episodes. I dropped it after episode one. I knew what I was getting myself into because it's the genres are listed as a comedy and an etchy. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be lewd. I've heard, you know, the talks about the manga and people were surprised that they ended up adapting this. And I've heard that it's very, very weird and it just continues to get weirder. But um, it's maybe too weird, <laughs> like like weird for the sake of being weird. Um, I don't know if you'd consider this a spoiler. I'll, I'll mention something that happens in the first episode. So if you don't want to find out anything at all, maybe skip ahead just a little bit. But it is only the first episode. But what really kind of, I wouldn't say turned me off, but where I was like, okay, it was like a Dio moment for me. I was like, I've seen enough. I'm satisfied. Uh, it's when she picks up her dog and um, she starts like 
licking his nose, but like licking his nose in a very lewd sexual way. Like she was kind of like sucking off his nose. I don't know. Help, police. <laughs> I know. I was like, is this bestiality? Is this legal? I don't know what's happening here. It was, uh, yeah, she was tonguing his nose and I was very upset because I'm like that dog. I mean, the dog. Okay, so the premise of my life as Inukai-san's dog really quick is that some guy, some student gets reincarnated as a dog that Inukai-san adopts. And Inukai-san, I think, is like, either this popular girl or the girl that he had a crush on. So great, right? Like it sucks that you, you know, you you got reincarnated um, and you can't talk to anybody as a dog, but hey, at least you get to live with your crush. But the problem is um, it's just, it's like extremely lewd. And I, I happened to find it uncensored. So I did watch the first episode uncensored and they don't hold anything back. That's for sure. But it's just like, it's lewd for the sake of being lewd. It's weird for the sake of being weird instead of actually having some like, I don't know, some purpose to it or using those elements in a way that enhances the story. It's it's none of that. So you're really just getting a bunch of lewd, weird moments. And if you're into that kind of shit, you'll love it. Oh no, I just saw the dog's name. Okay, yeah, that's the other weird thing. <laughs> um, if you're familiar with the name Pochta, you know, Chainsaw Man fans. For some reason, <laughs> this dog from this anime is also called Pochta. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. Like, I'm not averse to etchy anime or weird anime. I watched Prison School. Like, I've, I've seen some stuff. But something about this just, like, didn't seem worth my time. So I did drop it. Um, but if anyone out there is watching it and can convince me to continue... Uh, with this anime let me know i'm all ears last category is upcoming anime and this is actually a combination of anime that has not aired yet for this season but is on our list or anime that has aired we just haven't committed to it yet it's on our watch list we're gonna watch it at some point so first up is bungo stray dog season four which has a pretty high score already um and I've heard great things about Bungo Stray Dogs. I, I watched the first season. I'm just three seasons behind, so I can't I can't watch season four yet, but I fully intend to when I finally get there. Next is, I swear, the last anime that I put on my list that uh, is tied to Yuichiro Umehara. I promise, this is the last one I'm going to sure talk about. It <laughs> At least for this season. It's the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world. Seems like your typical isekai. Normally, I probably wouldn't pick it up. But yes, Umehara is voicing one of the, I guess, like supporting characters or main character. I don't know. So I've got it on my list. I haven't started it yet. Just haven't had a chance to. Uh, the score is pretty decent on Mal. So I'll give it a chance. And if ultimately I'm just not vibing with this particular isekai, I might end up dropping it. But I at least want to try and support my favorite voice actor. Next is Revenger, which is not on my list, but it's on yours. Yeah, um, it's interesting. There's two shows this season that are about Revengers, but this is vastly different from Tokyo Revengers. I think this is a period piece about um, a samurai who gets wrapped up in a, a group of hitmen called the Revengers. Um, an original work... So I, I don't have high hopes for this. I feel like this is going to be a mid-anime, but I just wanted to check it out. Um, I feel like it's going to be similar to Shinobi no Itoki, which I watched last season. was also an original that was mid. 
Um, yeah, nothing really special that I can say about this one. But I always like to find a mid-show to watch and revel in it. So I think that might be the one for this season. And it's about samurai. I love anything that's about samurai. Um, I think the studio that worked on this, the only other thing that I recognize from their repertoire is Kakushigoto, which you had watched, didn't you? I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, vastly different story this time around. Um, but yeah, if I end up needing something else to watch during the winter season, I'll probably pick up Revenger and regret it later. <laughs> Next is the Black Clover movie, which is uh, Sword of the Wizard King. I've got this on my watch list. It hasn't aired yet. I think it's going to air at the end of March, but I probably won't even watch it at that point because I'm only about 60-something episodes into Black Clover, um, the the bulk anime. So I've got a ways to go. Um, but once I do finish the anime, I will watch Black Clover, the movie. And last on the list is also a movie. Um, it's the Sasaki Tomiyano movie, which I think is going to be the graduation arc. I don't know much about it. It's supposed to air probably later this month. I really enjoyed Sasaki and Miyano. Uh, the anime was fantastic. So I put this on my watch list because I would love to get more Sasaki and Miyano content. And we'll see how it goes. I don't know if it's going to air here right away or if I'm going to have to wait for it. But I'm looking forward to watching it. And that completes our winter 2023 first impressions. If you guys have any recommendations for what we should add to our list, or if we should give a, a show another chance, you know, if Inukai-san's dog is something that I'm missing out on, please reach out and let us know. You can join our Discord um, and share your recommendations there, or reach out to us via email, Instagram, Twitter, however works for you. We always love getting recommendations. I don't know if anyone can convince us to watch Inokai-san <laughs> sitting at a 5.39 on Mal. Yeah. Um, but if if you if any of you want to recommend it, that's fine. Um, yeah, don't don't send us shows that are less than five <laughs> on Mal. <laughs> Just kidding. And as mentioned earlier, if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's concluded, that's exclusive for our patrons. So head over to Patreon.com/slash The Strictly Series. We'll be back at the end of the season with some review episodes on some of these heavy hitter anime. Look forward to Vinland Saga, Tokyo Avengers, etc. But in the meantime, thank you guys as always for listening. Subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, like our newest patron, Scrumps, then head over to patreon.com slash series and tune into Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. <laughs>